Welcome to Zen Bites, where we blend ancient wisdom and business continuity, empowering mindful entrepreneurs to create a CX-focused Zen lifestyle business. Welcome. So last week we discussed leadership styles and how they impact the culture. So to extend that conversation, I'd like to take a look at project management methodologies as they too can have an impact on the culture. And I want to address the nine most popular project management methodologies. Now, according to Ben Aston, uh, the digital product, sorry, the digital project manager, 89% of the project professionals surveyed in 2019 said that their organization implemented hybrid project management practices. Now, this does make sense from what I've seen in the industry. So first, let's define project methodology. A methodology can be defined as a system of practices, techniques, procedures, and rules used by those who work in a discipline. Or, as Ben puts it, the best practice frameworks we mash together to get projects done. And I kind of like that definition. It's to the point. So how would you go about choosing the right project management methodology? Well, thankfully, Ben lays out five considerations. Number one is consider your project factors by their simplicity or complexity. This includes the project itself as well as the client or the available resources and the project constraints, which includes the appetite for change and risk, as well as timeline, tools, and people. Now you want to list these factors and label them according to their simplicity or complexity. Second is determine the rigidity or flexibility of your work environment. Now, if you're working in a dynamic environment where the appetites more for evolution and change, an agile sorry, an agile methodology might work well. However, if you're working in a environment with very fixed requirements, timeline, and budget. You might be better off with the waterfall approach. And along with this consideration of your flexibility, take a look at the constraints and risks. I mean, how can you enact processes that minimize your key risks and help your teams fit their projects neatly within your organizational constraints? The third is consider what delivers the most value. Ask what delivers the most value to the client or depend on your situation, the stakeholder or end user. Make a list of their needs and use it to pick a way of working that best meets those needs. Number four is leverage your organizational goals. Use the goals or project objectives you've already created as a team or organization in order to guide your selection of the project methodology. 
clearly your methods should be a means to achieve your goals. So the best method is the one that guides you towards your strategic objectives, most directly with the greatest gains and least negative impact. And fifth, list your organizational and team values. Do a deep dive into your values. I mean, methodologies at the end of the day are carried out by who? People. People with habits, opinions, and values. So instead of taking one of those trending methodologies and throwing it at your people, use the ways your people think, relate, and work to build out a methodology that that's a natural fit for them. Now let's get into um, the nine most popular project management methodologies. And number one is the buzzword that everyone's heard of, Agile. But the truth is, Agile isn't actually a methodology. It's a set of principles for developing software. The principles in the Agile Manifesto outlines four values. Individuals and interactions over processes and tools, working software over comprehensive documentation, customer collaboration over contract negotiation, responding to change over following a plan. Because being agile is more of a philosophy and a set of values to follow rather than a process you can directly apply to a project. So agile isn't really a methodology or a process. I mean, even if you're on board with the principles, you still need to define a process to deliver those projects. Now, number two is Scrum. Enabling a small cross-functional self-managing team to deliver fast. Scrum is a project management methodology that proposes principles and process to improve delivery. Within software development, Scrum methodology is one of the most popular and simple frameworks to put the principles of Agile in practice. Now the goal of Scrum is to improve communication, teamwork, and speed of development or delivery. And if you hear people talking about aspects such as sprints, scrums, backlogs, and burndowns, they're probably talking about Scrum or some derivative of it. Scrum isn't actually a project management methodology, but a framework for ongoing development and maintenance of complex products. I mean, Scrum is a light approach, a lightweight approach, and defines a simple set of roles. Meetings that they call Scrum ceremonies and tools to efficiently, iteratively, and incrementally deliver valuable, shippable functionality. Fundamentally, Scrum is about empowering a, a self-managing Scrum team to deliver and define roles and responsibilities to create a healthy tension between delivering the right thing, the right way, as fast 
as possible. And number three, we come, we have Kanban. Improving speed and quality of delivery by increasing visibility of work in progress and limiting multitasking. Now Kanban is a project methodology focused on lean principles and a strict process to increase efficiency. It's similar in many ways to Scrum. It's all about releasing early and often with a collaborative and self-managing team. But compared to Scrum, Kanban is a more evolutionary change, kind of a softer landing into the world of Agile as it's less prescriptive. Now, Kanban methodology is light on process. It's flexible and doesn't have prescribed roles. It simply tries to improve throughput by increasing the focus of the team on the things that really matter. The core practices are visualizing the workflow, limiting work in progress, measuring the lead time, making process policies explicit and continually evaluating improvement opportunities. Now Kanban's focus is on work that is continually released faster and with better quality. It's great for operational or maintenance environments where priorities can change frequently. As Kanban focuses on measuring lead time. In other words, how long it takes after being briefed to deliver. With Kanban, project managers typically use sticky notes on a Kanban board, like a whiteboard, or they'll use online tools like Trello to represent the team's workflow with categories as simple as to do, doing, and done. Now this visualizes what you want to do and limits work in progress, or WIP as we call it, so that the flow of work is improved as you measure and optimize the average time to complete the items. It also gives the team a visual display of what's coming up next, which makes it easy to reprioritize, uncover process problems, and prevent tasks from stalling. It also helps them to see how any new tasks may affect the ongoing work. So Kanban is well-suited to work that requires steady output like production or support and maintenance. Within the world of like small agencies or just agencies in general, it can be a helpful tool as it's more accommodating to changes. And clients like to change their minds constantly, of course. If Scrum seems too rigid an approach, but you want to quote unquote do agile, which is not even a thing, Kanban is a simpler alternative. At number four, we have Scrumban. Limiting work in progress like Kanban with a daily stand-up like Scrum. So Scrumban methodology is relatively new. It's a hybrid methodology as it combines Scrum and Kanban. And it takes the flexibility of Kanban and adds some of the structure of Scrum to create a new way to manage projects. Now, rather than working in potentially restrictive time box sprints, Scrumban uses 
a planning on demand principle to fill the backlog and tasks are assigned by the team, pull in tasks as they can accommodate them, as in Kanban. This means that work in progress is limited and the development team stays focused on the task at hand rather than worrying about the sprint review meeting and what the team committed to delivering the sprint. It's not all Kanban though. Scrumban retains a daily scrum with reviews of, and retrospectives to improve process, only used when needed. Furthermore, without constriction of sprints, planning is done on an as-needed basis rather than around a, a sprint, which potentially saves it time. Now, Scrumban really just adds some flexibility to Scrum by removing sprints and allowing an adaptive approach to planning. Or you can see it as adding some much-needed structure to Kanban with meetings that can help with collaboration and optimizing the process. Scrumban can be a good fit for product development where there is an unclear vision, where there are evolving requirements, or no clear roadmap, and if the process needs to include support and maintenance work in the process. Now, number five is lean, streamlining and eliminating ways to deliver more with less. Lean methodology is a project management methodology focused on the theme of efficiency. Lean is all about doing more with less. It starts by identifying value and then maximizing it through continuous improvement by optimizing the flow of value and eliminating waste. It's a thing with principles rather than methodology dictating process and things to do. It suggests you can do more with less by addressing the three dysfunctions that create race, sorry, waste, <laughs> race. Mura, Mura, and Muri, also known as the three M's. Now these are all Japanese concepts as lean, um, the inception of lean came about from Toyota. Muda is about eradicating waste, removing process or anything that ultimately, that's not ultimately adding value to the customer. Mura is about eliminating variations, removing the overhead that variances to the standard process create. And Muri is about removing overload. The optimal capacity is working at 60 to 70%. Anything other than that, any more other than that, and everything slows down. Now, Lean is focused on changing the way we operate to be laser focused on delivering value. It's about shifting the focus from optimizing separate technologies, assets, and vertical departments to optimizing the flow projects through entire value streams that flow horizontally across technologies, assets, and departments to customers. Lean can be a helpful mindset to adopt when reviewing your project delivery process. Think about how you can strip your project process back to the bare essentials that deliver value and cut out the things that are just fluff or the way you've always done it, quote unquote. And that would be lean thinking. Now, number six is extreme programming methodology. 
doing development robustly to ensure quality. Extreme Programming, or XP as it's called, is a software development project management methodology. And it defines values and processes to improve software quality and ensure responsiveness to, to evolving customer requirements. Now, these principles are very similar to Scrum around simplicity, communication, feedback, respect, and courage. Where it really deviates from Scrum is in defining rules or prescriptive processes. Some of these are similar to Scrum, but there are rules around technical practices, such as design, coding, and testing that make it specific for development projects. And number seven is waterfall. Planning projects fully, then executing through the phases. Waterfall methodology, sometimes called software development lifecycle, is a project management methodology theme that's very simple, has a simple approach that values solid planning, doing it once and doing it right, rather than, rather than the agile approach of incremental and iterative delivery. It's simple to understand because you simply make a good plan and execute on it in theory. <laughs> now the project manager tends to, be lar tends to be large and in charge on waterfall projects. And work is planned extensively up front and then executed in strict sequence adhering to requirements to deliver the project in a single and usually very long cycle. Now, requirements are defined in full at the beginning, at the top of the waterfall before any work starts. Work then cascades like water down a waterfall through phases of the project. In a waterfall model, each phase must be completed before the next phase can begin. And there is no overlapping in the phases. Typically in the waterfall approach, the outcome of one phase acts as the input for the next phase sequentially. And after the plan is approved, there's a little scope, there's little scope to adapt the plan unless absolutely necessary. And changes that are needed usually require change requests. So it has to go through a formal process. Bureaucracy. The project then flows through the process from requirements gathering through design, implementation, testing, and into maintenance. Because of a single cycle approach in a waterfall project, there's a little scope to reflect, there's very little scope to reflect, revise, and adapt once you've completed something. And once you're in the testing phase, huh, it's very difficult to go back and change something that was not well designed in the concept stage. There's also nothing to show and tell the client as you go along, as you would in, in an agile uh, approach. So you complete a project with, with the big fanfare and you just pray the client likes it, which is potentially very risky. Waterfall is generally regarded um, in a lot of project circles 
with a lot of disdain as being inefficient and in a passe traditional project management approach. However, waterfall can be useful. It can be a useful and predictive approach if the requirements are fixed, well-documented, and clear. The technology is understood and mature. The project is short, and there is no additional value gain from going agile. A waterfall approach can provide more predictable and result in can provide more predictable end results for the budget timeline and scope. So that was waterfall. Next we have Prince Two, controlled project management that leaves nothing to chance. So Prince Two's methodology is a full stack waterfall project management methodology that includes principles, themes, and processes created by the UK government in 1996 for IT projects. The acronym PRINCE2 stands for Projects, the PR, in Controlled Environments. It's a process-oriented methodology, dividing projects into multiple stages, each with their own plans and processes to follow. The methodology defines inputs and outputs for every stage of a project so that nothing is left to chance. Prince2 methodology is based on eight high-level processes and gives teams greater control of resources and the ability to mitigate risk effectively. The system emphasizes justification of the course taken by a business, and so the first step is identifying a clear need for the project, who the target customer is, whether there are realistic benefits, and a thorough cost assessment. A project board owns a project and and is responsible for the success of the project. They define the structures for the team, while a project manager oversees the lower level day-to-day activities. Now as a methodology, it's incredibly thorough. It's a great framework for how to run large, predictable enterprise projects. It clarifies what will be delivered, ensures a focus on the viability of the project, clearly defines roles and responsibilities, endorses management by exception, and similarly to the PMBOK, provides a common vocabulary, which we can apply to other methodologies. Now on the flip side, While the the principles and themes are great, the process can make it laborious and onerous for small projects. Prince2 is designed for large-scale IT projects. So it may not work in an agency environment. However, the emphasis on developing a good business case with KPIs and earned value, or value of earned rather, clear roles and responsibilities, Managing change and risk are helpful when we consider managing projects for clients. Number nine is PMI's PMBOK, applying universal standards to waterfall project management. And the Project Management Institute's PMBOK, or Project Management Body of Knowledge, which it stands for, is not really a methodology. Instead, the PMBOK quote-unquote methodology is a framework of standards, conventions, 
processes, best practices, terminologies, and guidelines that are accepted as project management industry standards. Even so, the PMBOK framework from the PMI is often thought of as a traditional methodology. The PMBOK refers to the five processes of the five process steps of project management, which are initiating, planning, executing, controlling, and closing. It contains many processes and techniques of project management by which to evaluate or complete the way you run your projects or the methodology you use. The PMBOK best practices are useful, uh, useful as a foundation, but in order to implement it as a methodology, you need to determine which processes you'll apply, when, by whom, and to what extent. You also have to factor in your organization's structure, governance, and workflows, adapting the general foundations of the PMBOK to your specific circumstances. So in essence, it's a reference guide which you can be certified in, which although popular in IT, doesn't really fly in the agency world. You can't actually run a PMI or PMBOK project, but you can leverage the standards to create a universal language and best practice around a project. And comparing PMBOK versus PRINCE2, you could consider PMI's PMBOK and PRINCE2 as complementary to one another rather than two different or separate waterfall approaches. Now, think about how you would choose your project management methodology. Do you have a preference? Think about that. And I want to thank you for joining me. And we'll talk again next week. But until then, stay clear focused, and on purpose. Thanks for listening to Zen Bites, where we just blended ancient wisdom and business continuity, empowering you to create a CX-focused Zen lifestyle business. 